We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast. This is your host, Kami Amurabian. I'm flying solo tonight after Oklahoma City beat the Detroit Pistons 123-110 to in Oklahoma City on a nice Friday evening. It was spent most of the game being pretty close, honestly, till the really midway or about the six-minute mark of the fourth quarter. But let's go to the numbers first of all. Three-point percentage. OKC actually beat Detroit in that no matter how hot Blake Griffin was the entire night, 41 to 37%. It's pretty nice. Free throws, you had Detroit at 25 of 31. Most of those, again, were Blake Griffin's. OKC shot 15 of 22. Most of those misses came at the very end of the game. Rebounds, this is where OKC realistically won the game. OKC out-rebounded Detroit 59 to 32. Yeah, they out-rebounded Detroit by 27 rebounds. And let's go to the offensive boards. They out-rebounded them 21-4 to on offensive rebounds. Now, yes, I get it. Uh, Drummond was out of the game for a lot, but so was Steven Adams. They were both in foul trouble for a lot, and OKC still pulled down the offensive rebounds. That being said, let's go to the themes of the game. I totally forgot how much I hated Reggie Jackson. Like, I do not like that guy. And honestly, you know, the whole tears of joy thing, I wish it's annoying. But my major thing about him is, has he not progressed, like, at all since he was traded to Detroit? It seems like, you know, remember when he was traded to Detroit, you know, the whole tears of joy deal, and then he was excited about saying, hey, you know, 
I finally get to be so-and-so's point guard. I'm Stan's point guard when Stan Van Gundy was still running the show. And that he just seems like he hasn't progressed at all as a point guard or as a player. So, I mean, he was just kind of there, you know? And it makes sense that he's just kind of there with Blake Griffin playing. But I remember, wasn't it last season that Reggie was hurt and they played much better with Ish starting at the point guard? So I don't understand why Ish start is still isn't starting. Is it because he's not as of good a defender as Reggie because he's smaller? I don't know, but the, that offense seemed to work much better with Ish at the point guard and not Reggie. Blake Griffin also refused to miss any shot he put up, and that was not fun for anybody in, in Oklahoma City, Jersey, really in anybody in Oklahoma. Like It's fun that he makes the first few because he's in Oklahoma sooner, you know, whatever, he spent two years there, but he literally refused to miss any shot, and it was quite annoying, because, you know, going 8 of 11 from 3 for a while, that's that's not, it's not what Blake Griffin does. Now, it's a testament to how hard he's worked in the NBA. I think that's really telling. I think it's really cool, but, like, come on, bro, miss a shot. He was on tonight, and he was what kept them in the game. He made more than half their points at one point. One of my favorite parts of the game, though, and I have two favorite parts. They both involve Russ. Russ slapping the shit out of Zaza Pachulia, like from behind, just completely smacked him, wasn't going for the ball at all. And the internet was completely cool with it. The internet, like you look at all the comments after the video because they went back to the whole Zaza shoving down Russ and stepping over him back a couple years ago when Katie just left Oklahoma City. And Russ said he's going to get him back. So Russ, you know, tonight they show him and he comes from behind and just slaps the shit out of Zazel's face. And everybody was cool with it. You know, I even saw a tweet that said, I'm a San Antonio fan and, you know, we don't always see eye to eye as Oklahoma City and San Antonio as organizations. And we don't always see eye to eye with Russ. But we are 100% behind you on slapping the shit out of Zazel Pachulia. And I think the entire NBA... And its fans were cool with it. So that was something that was really fun. Got a laugh out of it. We saw some Patrick Patterson and Markeith Morris tonight on the floor together. Because we've seen that, you know, Keith has taken Patterson's minutes. And some people started to wonder, because Keith hasn't been on as lately, that, you know, is Keith better than more? Is Keith better than Patrick Patterson? Or if he is, how much better? So we got to see them on the court tonight together, both, you know, just fours. And I kind of enjoyed it. You know, Patterson made the most of his minutes. He's very defensive, the ball mover. He got a shot up. And I think it's worth trying at certain aspects that if, you know, if they go small ball, like, you know, Houston, they're going to go small ball. Try them both out at the four and the five. They both can hit outside shots. They both can somewhat defend. One of them is a definite ball mover. It might be worth the shot to try him out. And I, I really enjoyed that. And this was Keith's best game in an OKC uniform. I think he had 14 points. So really, really big kudos to Markeith Morris tonight. He shot really, really well. And he was within the offense really, really well too. So enjoyed that quite a bit. Schroeder almost gets a triple-double. And that was also pretty big as well. Because, of course, Russ, he gets his triple-double. He's going to average a triple-double for the third year in a row. It's pretty amazing. People don't realize how cool that is, how amazing that is, and how much of a big deal it is. But he gets his third year in a row, triple-double. He's not going to get acknowledged as one of the best players to ever play the position 
until after it's over, like kind of like Allen Iverson. But amazing game. But Schroeder almost gets a triple-double. I think he had like 14, uh, what was it, like 14, 10, and 8 or something like that. It's really big. And he had some bigger shots down the end of the game, down the stretch. He was the one that started to stretch the lead out in the fourth quarter. And that's when Russ took over from there. Another big moment to the game was Russ's dime to Adams. He splits the double team in transition with a spin move, throws a pass behind his back, behind his head, where nobody was looking, to a, just a cutting Adams down the lane. And Steve just happened to be there, just dunked it. And, you know, Jake, he put up the, the video on Twitter on Thundermob 405 of Ferg's reaction and Ferg as soon as he saw it put his hands on his head and was like oh my god just like the rest of us that was probably one of the best passes I've seen from Russ ever besides the one in Toronto that was really accidental you know he threw it across court and it was not an intentional nutmeg on Corey Joseph it just happened to be like that this one was an intentional so I think this was Russ's best intentional pass that we've seen that was supposed to happen so I think it's just amazing and it was really fun. Steven Adams got really excited. You could see it on his face. The crowd got into it. And it was just really a really cool thing to see overall. Now, one of the things that's been a development recently is Abdul Nader. I almost called him Ralph again. Abdul Nader's minutes are gone. And quite frankly, I'm cool with that. You know, people did, people at Chart Sighted started to do some digging into his minutes. And Abdul Nader's minutes were negative minutes on the floor. Anytime he caught the ball, wide open at three, and this was what always really made me angry. He would pump fake and drive and throw up some shit at the rim that would really never go in that much. It's quite really, it's quite frustrating, to be honest. If you're the floor spacer, you need to shoot the three. But instead, he would pump fake, drive it, and throw up some weird-ass floater that would almost never go in. So they said, okay, well, we're going to give those minutes to Raymond Felton. They're going to give those minutes to Ray, put another ball handler on the floor, put another point guard on the floor. So now at times you'll have two point guards, maybe even three. And and he's a vet. He knows what he's talking about. He's a little bit better on defense, on the guards he's supposed to be guarding, which is funny. And I'm just, I'm, I'm all about it because they did the, the numbers. Did y'all know that Abdul Nader's plus minus was worse than Samaj Christian's was when he was with OKC? That's kind of terrible. Like, really, really bad. It makes you want to have uh, Timothy Luwabu Cabarro still back. But at the same time, you weren't expecting all these injuries to happen. You weren't expecting Paul to get hurt. You weren't expecting of Alex Sabrinas to go down. So, of course, if Alex Sabrinas is still healthy... You're cool with a lot of things going on. But if Alex Abrinas wasn't healthy, you'd probably keep Lou Wawu Cabarro still on the on the depth chart. So just the wing depth has been depleted. So I'm really I'm really excited that Raymond Felton is getting back on the floor, not because he's like a game changer. I mean he, he makes some decent plays and his mid range game is a lot better than Nader's and he knows how to play the game a lot better. And he's a veteran. Just you're I'm excited to see him out there more than I am to see Nader. Because my whole point was, if Nader's not going to shoot those outside shots when he's wide open, and his whole like emphasis is, oh, the man makes outside shots, you need to be playing Deontay Burton. 
who's thicker. He actually goes to the paint and finishes a lot well, a lot more better, a lot more, a lot more better, a lot weller. I don't know. It's one thirty. My my original podcast deleted when I tried to open it, uh, to upload it. But if he's not going to shoot that open shot, you need to be plugging in uh, Deontay Burton because he plays tougher defense. He can play really two through four because he's so thick. And the guy dunks the ball and he finishes. And that's not what Abdul Nader does. I feel like Jeremy Grant is one year away from being really, really expensive. He's already outplayed his $10 million a year contract. And he also kind of probably outplayed his Andre Robertson's next contract. I think I think Andre Robertson after next year. And we can talk about that in the big group pod. I'm not going to talk about it right now. But Andre Robertson maybe getting some minutes with the blue and coming back. But that not happening this year. So it's a surefire thing, honestly, that Andre Robertson will be playing next year. Maybe for OKC. Maybe not for OKC. But I think Jeremy Grant is a year away from being really expensive. He's already outplayed his $10 million contract. The guy's three-point shot coming into the season. Because we thought, oh, Patrick Patterson, he's a... He'll he'll start because he has that outside shot and gives OKC the floor spacing. Well, Jeremy Grant's three point shot in the corners have become pretty reliable toward the point that you you expect them to go down more often than they don't. The ones above the break, uh, you know, they're kind of questionable, but the ones out, the ones on the corners, yeah, you expect those to go down. They go down, I think, at a forty percent clip. Pretty pretty unreal. But OKC turned on the Jets about. Uh, down the stretch, you know, they were they kept it in within seven points the entire game. It was, you know, OKC up one, OKC up two, OKC down one, OKC down two or three the, the entire game. But down the stretch, they turn on the Jets. They only gave up 14 points. And now Detroit still scored 110. But OKC really turned on the defense. They really started guarding Blake Griffin. with. They just started throwing bodies at him like crazy. And Blake also just regressed to the means. And um, they held him to 14 points and just got out and ran and threw, bond, threw down a bunch of alley-oops and got a lot of shots in transition. That's what their identity was. So hopefully they can carry that into the next game. So a two-game win streak. That's the first time you've seen that in since March 10th, which is basically a month. That's terrible, but it is what it is. I'm going to say that my player of the game was Steven Adams. He's 14, he was 14-14, and 14 and he had two blocks. But the main thing here was he demolished Andre Drummond when he's on the floor. He was one of the big reasons why OKC had like a 20-30 whatever, uh, whatever stat margin in the rebounds. He completely killed him on the boards, and he made Andre Drummond give up. He really just boxed him out into submission. Coming up, OKC versus Minnesota on Sunday in Minnesota in the Target Center. You know, it's odd to me. OKC has swept the two other best teams in the division. They've swept... Utah, they swept Portland, but they've been swept by, you know, the other shitty teams in the in the division. So you're just kind of wondering, like, what the hell is going on here? So, like, here's another op- opportunity at Minnesota. For some reason, OKC struggles against them. Andrew Wiggins is going to go off, like, 40 points again. I don't get it. But... I have a good feeling about this one. I believe OKC will, will win this one. I think they know they have to win this one, especially for playoff seeding. They want they don't want to play Denver, and there's a shot that they could actually get the sixth seed and play uh, 
Portland. They could play maybe Houston. We'll see. The, the, the standings are still in flux. There's a shit going, shit ton going on. OKC, should, OKC, they could win out and still end up with the eight seed. So who knows? But that's all I have to say. OKC defeats Pistons 123 to 110. Um, we'll have a group, big group pod sometime in the future pretty soon. Be on the lookout for that. Um, check out the website, theuncontestedsports.com. Follow me, call me I'm Robbie, at Boomtown RW. Follow the other guys. Jake is Thunderbolt 405. Taylor, I think, is T underscore P15. Nick is actually, I think, I think it's Nick or Cranes NBA. I don't know, bro. And follow Justin at OKC Tracker. A lot of good times. We'll see you guys back on Sunday. OKC defeats Blake Griffin and the rest of the weird guys that just randomly were showing up and playing around him. Good game by Russ, PG, and the rest of the crew. That's it. I'm out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.